0: The sing-along podcast would not be possible without the amazing people at Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to record a podcast. First of all, it's free, no hidden fees, nothing, it's completely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or you can upload an already recorded episode directly to the app or the website. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can even monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you've ever had an idea for a podcast but you just didn't know where to get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's A N. C-H-O-R-dot-F-M. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast.
1: Melody, you ever sing along? Hello,
2: music lovers, songwriters. This is Casey from Second Echo, and welcome to the Sing Along Podcast. Like many of you, I have been an avid fan of this medium for several years, and I have consumed dozens of different podcasts on a wide variety of topics, but of course I have my choice few that I listen to religiously every day and I never miss an episode. Well, today's guest is not only the executive producer of one of those podcasts, the Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One, he's also one of the most unique and talented singer-songwriters that I've ever had the pleasure of knowing, Mr. Chris Loxamana from the band Loxie. We sat down in his studio in Southern California and talked about recording, about podcasting, and we even discussed the paralyzing effect that perfectionism can have on songwriters. He also shed a little light on the meaning behind some of his lyrics, including this very first single from the band entitled, Zephyr.
1: nothing for you here to be free go follow your woman through the zephyr yeah just give my mama a goodbye kiss for me
0: I don't care what anybody says, that's some finger-popping music right there. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't get nearly enough credit for that.
3: People want to go out and have a good
0: time. (laughs) So usually when I'm preparing for these, I try to go in and break down the words and the lyrics and everything. And preparing for this one was a little bit challenging because there were some really... Abstract lines and thoughts. And it was challenging, but then it became really exciting because I was like, I really want to get to the bottom of some of these, you know, some of these lines and what you were getting to. Sure. But I think that's another reason why I wanted to come and talk with you about this music because I think it's amazing how even when you don't know exactly what an artist is saying, there's something. Almost spiritually that you connect with, or the energy, or whatever that is, and that was very much the case for these songs. There were just something that connected with my soul about them, which was really awesome. I'll start with this. I saw the word "zephyr" and mm-hmm. I go, "I know I've heard this word." So I looked up, and it's a breeze from the west or a gentle breeze. Yeah. So does that have anything to do with what the song is about?
3: Kind of. Okay. I mean, it's 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 so metaphorical. Yeah. For, for uh, things, but so I wrote the song weirdly. This is one of those songs where. I had a verse, a chorus, I think I just needed a second verse, and I had a show that night. Okay. And I was like, I want to play this song tonight. (laughs) And I was at a friend's house, and my guitar's already there, and I'm just waiting to get ready for the show, and I thought, I got to knock this song out and just play it tonight because I really want to get it out. Yeah. And so I went alone in his bedroom where I could be alone, Yeah. and I just just finished it, I wrote it all down, and I just spent the rest of the day just trying to memorize it so I could play it that night. And it actually went... Well, good, good. Um, But the the metaphor in the song it's it's about my dad. So he and if, if I guess if you kind of hear re listen to it after I tell you this, yeah, it might start to make a little sense. But my dad uh ended up remarrying, and like really late in my life, and it was kind of weird for me. And it was wow, it was on. There's a
0: huge light bulb that just popped in my head. All the everything <laughs> started to make
3: sense. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. So, this was kind of my way of wrestling, is this okay? Like, yeah. the guy that I grew up with is now with somebody else, and that's sure. not my mom. Yeah. And so, it's me basically saying, I want you to be happy. Yeah. You deserve to be happy. I'm sorry that you weren't happy. Yeah. And at the same time, there's still that little kid in me that's just pouting and, and, <laughs> and pounding <laughs> sure. his, his yeah. feet and and, and saying... But this isn't fair. This isn't how fair. How are you yeah. doing? well, how can yeah. you do this to me? So it's it's a little bit of both of those dynamics put into one as a I forgive you and at the same time, do you even need me to forgive you? And does that even matter? And wow. what is all that? So it's like it's kind of all of that all of those feelings in one where I don't even really know right what the exact message is, but I just I knew I had to I wanted to say something and that's that's kind of what came out. That's so intriguing.
0: I like that I forgive you, but I don't even know if you even feel like I need to. But yeah, that's such a complicated yeah. dynamic. And for like, sure. is, is
3: there something for me to forgive even? So right. that, that's right. kind of, I mean, that is, that is the entire Sonic. Like, that's what it's all about. Wow.
0: Yeah. Like I said, huge light bulb. And the one thing I heard in the chorus when it says, go follow your woman through the weather. Is that right? Yeah. And then the second line is Zephyr. Like talk about that dynamic. Because I had the way that I kind of heard that was, follow your woman through the weather, which is like, you think of something like a hurricane, something dynamic. Yeah. But then in reality, it was just a Zephyr. It was a light breeze. It wasn't anything. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that, that's, that's what it was. So what seemed like something that, Oh, you should, you can go be with her and go with her and go through all your trials and tribulations and have your life and and deal with all that. Yeah. And what I think is just such a big deal. It's actually, it it might not even, it might not even be, that's great. a, a, A gentle breeze. So, uh, so I call it two different things within the chorus, and it's two both extremes of yeah. what could be whether it's a headwind or that's pushing against you, however powerful it is. Like, right? Yeah, go go do it.
0: So then there's this interesting twist at the end because as I was I was listening very specifically every time I had heard you perform this in the past, it was just give my mama a goodbye kiss for me. But as I listen, you actually say don't. Yeah. But until the last one. Yeah. So talk about that. There, that seems very profound to me.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, wow. The <laughs> fact that that,
0: that you t- changed it at the end. Yeah.
3: Well, I love songs that change to at the end. Yeah. So like I like songs that kind of build up something. And at the end, they'll do something a little different with the chorus. They'll do something just so it's not the same thing every time. Yeah. And I tried to do that with this song where... The first two choruses, I say, "Don't give my mom a kiss." For me, and that's me pouting and saying, "Don't do it." Yeah. And the last time, it's like, "How could you?" At least say bye the right way, right. kind of thing. And yeah, so yeah. it's 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 a little bit of me just either being petty about. It, it's like, "Don't get out of here, go, go." And then <laughs> sure. and then when he goes, it's like, "Where are you going?"
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wasn't serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of, I guess the basic way of putting it
0: yeah and i love that i'm the same way as you and to me the the ones that i really enjoy are the subtle ones and those are the ones that stand out the most to me is like you can tell the emotional progression as you go through the song you know like you can almost see the evolution of the person's emotions as there's one word each chorus that they change or
3: whatever you know subtlety is one of my favorite things about music absolutely that you can see in songs i mean uh especially like let's take for drummers for instance Mm -hmm. i you could have a drummer that rips Yes. And and can go at a ten the whole time. But yeah. my favorite drummers are the ones that will play standard beats like very very simply. But they do something subtle that shows that they rip. Yes. And they and you kind of catch and you yes. go, oh man. Yes. That guy's really good. Yeah. And he's restraining himself. Yes. And that's my favorite. My yeah. favorite thing to see as far as drummers go, and with songs like oh with like the way you're analyzing, you analyze songs that you go, you could probably think, Oh, I didn't, he played a minor chord there this time when it's been major, the rest right. of the song. And it's like, yeah. Oh, that that stuff blows my mind. Yes, and, I, yeah. and I love it. Cause it once again, just keeps things different, keeps things evolving throughout the song. Yeah. And, and it, it really, if you're paying attention, it
0: says everything. It says everything. And I love throwing those things in, and I love it when people do that because it's, it's almost like the one-off thing that they do. There's like one spot in the song where they do this, but they don't do it any other. And, it, and that to me, those are intriguing to me as a musician. When I'm learning a song, I almost like... I, I pride myself, if I'm if I'm drumming or if I'm playing something, I'm like, okay, I know this one accent or this one thing is right here, and I'm going to just nail it, because it's, it's the only time it happens, you know, and so, yeah. yeah, I love those, yeah.
3: Yeah, so, and those are the parts you, mem- you remember, like, if you're watching a band, you go, okay, here comes that one part yes. that, that they're yeah. going to do, and I can't wait for it to happen, so... Yeah. Yeah, I love I love subtlety. Yeah, in fact,
0: I was listening to um, a podcast. uh, I was actually listening. It was a Jordan Peterson podcast, Uh and he was talking about music and how there's got to be this really good mixture between order and chaos. And he said, if you know, if it's a pop song that's too simple, you listen to it two times and then you're sick of it but if it's like too chaotic it's almost like it's too much for you to take in and that's that sweet spot is that song that every you know you could listen to it for 10 years but it's almost every time you hear it there's one more little nuance that you didn't pick up the last
3: time i love i love that like yeah. i love hearing a song and every time i hear it there's something new yeah or i'm paying attention to something different i go wow the bass player did that and i didn't even realize it yes. until like yeah. the 30th time hearing the yeah. song yep and uh and it and the order and chaos thing is totally true. I always say, especially with pop song, it's all and all of art is all tension and release. So yeah. Tension is the chaos and order is the release. The release so yeah. and that's uh that's how I view music.
0: Yeah. And yeah. anything really. Yeah, that's a good point. So I wanna shift gears to the next song. I've seen I found some videos online of you doing it, and you're gonna perform it here right now for us. But this is such a beautiful song, and what intrigues me about it is this Coming from Zephyr in this kind of this rockier style, this is just Chris Loxamana, the singer-songwriter. <laughs> this is just you as you know, just stripped down, uh-huh. bare bones. And uh, this song is called "Taking My Time." So, uh, for those of you, th- this is not out yet. Zephyr is out right at this point. Yeah. So here it is. This is a brand new song, Chris Loxamana from Loxy. This is "Taking My Time."
1: Goodbye, world. Goodbye tomorrow's concerns. Tell the sun, ain't no rain where I'm going. Good night, friends. I made peace with all my sins to bathe. In your frozen moonlight, when minutes continue, I'll spend with you. But for now, taking my sweet time, I hit the Pacific when I wanted your blue. sitting electric On an infinite loop As you swim away to the sky When minutes continue I'll spin with you But for now I'm taking my sweet time And my dreams mean anything Oh, if they only sing this day, this one day Now I'm bending the bars and I'm breaking you out I'm down on my knees, baby Begging you, please love me Don't let me out Cause darling, just for now Goodbye world Goodbye tomorrow's concerns Tell the sun Ain't no rain where I'm going for when minutes continue But for now, when minutes continue, I'll change with you. But for now, when you continue, I'll go with you. But for now, for now, for now, I'm taking my sweet side. Taking my sweet time Taking my sweet time With you Taking my sweet time
0: Goodbye world, goodbye tomorrow's concerns. Tell the sun, ain't no rain where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah? Goodbye friends, I've made peace with all my sins to bathe in your frozen moonlight. This is either one of the most epic songs about living in the moment or the most beautiful suicide note <laughs> <was> composed. <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about It's
3: gorgeous, man. Tell me a little bit Thanks. about it. It. it I'm gonna say it's the former of your okay. <laughs> uh, So yeah, it really is just like if you could take what like a, a certain moment of your life and just slice it out and just live in that particular freeze frame it, freeze frame yeah, it in yeah. that second. That's what the entire song's about. Okay. It's, just, uh, it's a straight up love song and yeah. uh, and there are just some sometimes you get those moments where it's just like I don't want this to end. I would love to just live in this weird purgatory for the rest of my life. Goodbye everything. I'm out. Yes. Enjoy yourselves. I'm staying here. That's awesome. And it's just uh it's it's just that. It's really just I wish I could just freeze this moment and look around and notice every little nuance and and take it all in before awesome. we move on with time. In
0: a couple of the videos I found online, I was I, I it was funny. I was like sitting there rewinding because there was one line I couldn't catch. It was you said I hit the Pacific when I wanted your blue. Yeah. And then what's that next line?
1: I hit the Pacific when I wanted you, and I.
3: What is that line? <laughs> I have to play it now because okay. I'm so bad with like memorizing. But it's like I hit
1: the Pacific um, when I wanted you. blue, and I felt you like.
0: And I felt you like the cold. Felt you like the cold. I think that's what it is. And then keep going because right after that it goes. And now we're sitting electric. Now we're sitting on an infinite loop. On an infinite that's loop. My, yeah. And that line, I'm on an infinite loop as you swim
3: away to the sky. Like, yeah. It, it just paints this beautiful picture. Like, well, it's, all the songs that I write are really, it sounds like it's about one thing, but it's really about a feeling that I'm just trying to ca- yes. capsulize. And, yes. And so I have all these different scenarios in my brain, but that particular verse, it was on the beach. And electric is actually a street in Seal Beach called Electric Avenue. Oh, okay. yeah. So
0: going back to that same topic that we were talking about during Zephyr, there's a really cool progression that you do uh, lyrically. And each of those, when minutes continue, I'll spend, I'll grow. Yeah, I'll change, I'll go. like talk about that progression a little bit just because I, I again, that was oh, one yeah. of those little nuances that I picked up on that I thought was so, so cool.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, the, the the refrain is and when minutes continue that's when you know when time goes yeah' well it's actually I'll spin with you I'll spin oh spin. Yeah, I'll it's, spin okay. with you got it and then uh I'll 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 grow with you I'll go with you the last one is I'll go with you yeah. and that's just me saying all right if we get out, let's get out of this one but we'll, let's do it together do it together yeah and uh and yeah it's just it's once again just progression subtlety yeah a, a slight change I mean the melody is the same but Really, just changing those words say totally different things yes. each time. And, yes, and that's uh, that's what I was going for. Was okay. Let's let's change it, and each one will have its own meaning, and and kind of live in its own different kind of power. Sure,
0: and it's kind of that feeling of okay. So I know we can't exist in this moment forever. So if I have to leave it. That's fine as long as I can do it with you. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing.
3: And I'll change. Oh, I'll change with you. Is one of them yeah, too? Yeah,
0: that's another man. That's a whole other. That's really cool. The idea of the the evolution of a relationship. So I've been married for uh, almost fifteen years now. Wow! And so it's amazing to think of you know the person that I was even a few years ago, and really the. Longevity of a relationship has to do with evolving together. Because yes. That, like, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of friction, and we're just now coming out of it because I went through some stuff and changed a lot, and my wife was having a hard time dealing with that. And finally, we're finally figuring all that out. So yeah. that's that's huge, man. Yeah.
3: Yeah, doing it together. Yeah. Because a lot of the song is also just kind of, it's like, please stay here with me. Yes. Because if you go, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And right. And then eventually. Sakami, too. Okay, if you go, I'll go with you, too, and yeah. let's get out of here together and, and take on the the rest of time. Sure. I,
0: I relate to that so much, that idea of, like, I love experiencing life, but it means so much more to me to experience it with somebody, to have somebody there to share that moment. There's just something that magnifies it. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that really struck me about this song was I absolutely loved watching you play it and the chord voicings that you use and is super jazzy su- like just a lot of these walking chords a lot walking notes that you do yeah and it makes and it's gorgeous i love that style and it makes me wonder
3: what influences that that oh, part of you well that is kind of a newer thing so i i started off listening to when i really got into music and guitar it was yeah. it was really punk rock oh okay like punk rock pop punk Blink One Eighty Two. I,
0: I was gonna say I noticed you had an MXPX cover in one of your yeah. videos. Yeah. So I, that, yeah. that
3: that is those are my roots. Yeah. And what those, with that music taught me was the importance of melody because they have the most simple melodies, yeah. but they I I love them and they kind of showed me oh songs don't have to just drone in the same thing. They can actually progress and have a melody and a chorus sure. and something that catches. So I I I spent a lot of my time doing that kind of music and then in college. There are no classes for punk rock, <laughs> sure. so I actually got into jazz. Yeah, and and then I was awful at it. I I was terrible. <laughs> it, jazz guitar is so hard. It's, oh yeah, it's yeah. and it's insane. And it's I still can't really fully grasp it. It's just it's it's its own thing that jazz in general. I mean, yeah. it's just... Oh my god, that's a
0: whole study in of itself.
3: Yeah. yeah. So exactly. So I it, it's hard, it was hard for me to grasp, but. One one class needed a bass player. Okay. And I, I kind of know how to play bass just from playing guitar. Oh, I know how to play root notes sure. and, and whatever. But I spent a year studying jazz bass. Okay. And that's kind of where I picked up how to do all the walking. And, and, I, and then I kind of understood it better once I figured out bass. Cause yes. a lot of jazz, it's all built, all, all music like built from the bottom up. Right. So yeah. you hear the bass and then you kind of hear the voicings after that. And that really got me to understand a little bit more about what I was doing. And, and feel and how the bass kind of controls the feel you want this to be a Latin feel yeah. Do you want it to be swinging like the bass is the one that's doing it absolutely yeah and so I really really started paying attention to bass notes in chords and voicings sure and, and how it leads and directions and so a yeah. lot of stuff now when I finger pick I still play the bass notes as if I'm playing the bass. The bass, yeah. yeah. And, and it's the closest thing I can get to playing piano. Is, yeah. <laughs> is finger picking a yeah. guitar and yeah. being able to walk a bass while still playing voicings with, yeah. the, uh, with the higher strings. And I love seventh chords my favorite seventh chords yeah i'll I'll more often than not add a seventh into the chord just because it's there
0: it's there (laughs) why not yeah
3: yeah Yeah. well a couple of
0: things along those lines so let's start with your individual process as you write do you tend to be a lyric guy first or like for example with something like taking my time that sounds to me like you probably wrote it the, the guitar part first what's your process like in that
3: well for taking my time i did have the guitar part first because the the actual progression is just a real classic, doo wop yeah. kind of uh, progression as as far as or sa- standard soul. Like sure. you hear Sam Cooke do it, you hear sure. Marvin Gaye do it, things like that. And and so that that really wasn't that hard to figure out the the progression. Is more of how am I going to play this progression? It, it's real similar to you hear the same blues players say this, the, play the same twelve bars right. every time. Sure, and it's you, you watch me like how can. They're playing the same chords. I know the next chord they're going to go to, but yes. it'll still sound different because they kind of do their own thing. And that's yeah. what I did with this progression. I just took it as a, look, they did it with blues. I could do with this. Yeah, absolutely. And so I kind of put my own my own spin on yeah. that. So the the actual music and the progression part wasn't necessarily based off of the lyrics first. So I, I just liked, uh, there's a song called Nothing Can Change, This Love by Sam Cooke. And there's this version that he plays live in Harlem. And I would listen to that thing 20 times a day just i loved it i love the feel of it and it's fast and it's raw and and i thought i gotta i gotta write a song like this yeah and i initially this song was that but then i just once the lyrics hit i go no this is this is something different this is something slower yeah and the music came first for this one and then the lyrics came but then once the lyrics came it changed a lot of the music and the bridge and sure and uh yeah, and it all kind of just kind of, it was an ebb and flow of yeah. A process. Yeah. So when you take that,
0: let's shift it over to the band format. So when you bring uh, these ideas to the band, mm-hmm. is it, uh, hey, this is kind of a finished song? Or do you like involving the band in the writing process? Or is that more of just arranging? Like, how what's that process with the band?
3: It's a little it's a little of all the above. So I'll come in with a song. Like, for instance, I'll come in with that one. It would sound just the way I played it for you. Sure. And then uh, maybe slightly different because what happens is I have a really good bass player, Will Pertle, and a great drummer, Mikey Weiland. Yeah. And they're really collaborative. So, and they're it's kind of one of those things where I just show them it, and then they kind of add their own spin, and then we kind of just mold it together. Yeah. Like, we'll go. I kind of like it if the bass did this instead, or what if we did a accent here, and we and we're kind of arranging it that way. And then sure. sometimes the entire feel changes. Oh, good. Once, okay. Once the other guys come in, like a. I don't play the bass notes, obviously, when when I'm playing right. with them. He he does, and his feel is a little bit different than mine. Sure, and uh, which
0: then affects the drummer and everything. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah.
3: it's it's it. Every song is just like that. Where I, I bring it in. I kind of say, here's the progression I like. Here's the here's the feel. Here's the chorus. Yeah. Let's, let's go over this, and then we all kind of just feel it out, and then we can change it. And and uh, I enjoy hearing suggestions and yeah okay let's try that and let's see what it sounds like okay no that didn't work or that did work let's move on from there and we just build it together but the foundation i'll usually bring in first
0: and make at least the arrangement make it collaborative because i i think we i mentioned this earlier but the idea of having an extra set of ears always helps just to get a fresh a fresh perspective on it
3: oh man i have i have songs that i've worked on for like a year yeah maybe longer and and then I realized I didn't even get to the chorus for two and a half minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. what is going on? And, and yeah, you totally need that other. Yeah. So you're going, dude, you're kind of going off on your own thing for a yeah. while here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah sure, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, as you go down that,
0: I found uh, from time to time, you get so far into it and you're like, I feel like I've already written this song or I feel like this format or something that done, it just feels too mm-hmm. like drag and drop a little bit, yeah. you know?
3: Because w- when I play by myself, especially, I, I totally get lost. Yeah. So I don't know how long I've been going. I yeah. don't know what part of the song or like where 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 I really am in the song. Yeah. So typically, when I write a song. I'll play two verses before I get to the chorus, just because I like the feel of the verses, and I'll yes. go. So I don't even touch the chorus until after two verses. Like well, a lot of my songs, I play two verses first, and that's just because I'm I'm in I'm so into the verses that I don't get to the chorus early enough. And yeah, the, but that's kind of become I guess a style choice a style. now. Yeah. Well, and I get that because I'll I'll do that. There's like that pop formula, you like you got
0: to hit the hook within 30 seconds or whatever. And like sometimes I don't know as I'm arranging a song, I'm with you. Sometimes I want. People to want it a little bit more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I want to tease it a little bit before I get to it. You tension know? and release. Yes, you want tension to and release. Absolutely. Tension. So, the first couple of songs that we've done here, you've kind of given some backstory about where they came from, some inspiration. And like you, I tend to be. More of an experiential writer. I I just wonder, like, are any of the songs that you write more of an abstract? Like, I I know these guys who are great storytelling songwriters, and they'll like create a character, and then they'll write a song about it, and it's they're totally detached from it. And I just wonder, what's your writing process as far as topical?
3: I I very rarely will write a song about an exact moment. Okay, I, I will typically write a song of an idea or a feeling that I have. And then I take, like, oh, I, if I want to write something that's a little sadder, I take it from a lot of different sad yeah. moments in my life that kind of got me there. Yeah. And then somehow they all kind of, it it's, but while still having some sort of direction. Sure. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, rarely will I write about, oh, this is about that day when I did this. Like, cause just because I find that so limiting sometimes, which, I mean, might be a good thing. For, uh it's just uh, not for me sure so i'd yeah. rather it's. i guess it's a character but it, the character's me right yeah and it's just uh so it's not really necessarily fiction but it's it's just more abstract as far
0: as the sure. feeling yeah and it's something i guess what i what i'm getting at is it's something that you have or are experiencing
3: yeah yeah cuz when i when i play it and when i perform it and when i sing it i still feel those things and i still summon how i got there and i could, i can feel it when i when i do it that's awesome yeah and i can tell like from the
0: times i've seen you perform like you said you get lost i totally get that and i think that's evident to the audience as you're performing as well yeah sweet that's cool We have one more song that I want you to play for us. Uh, But before we do that, I want to get to one or two more questions about the writing and the inspiration and where things come from. I'm always curious about people's process as they're writing because I lived in Nashville for a few years, and the theory there was like, you got to write a song a day, you know, like write a song a day and then you're playing the odds. And I just never worked that way. I'm a perfectionist. I want to finish as I go. Like, how do you work when it comes to that?
3: It was perfectionist for a long time. Yeah. And then I realized I'm not putting anything out because yes. I have, I'm not releasing anything because I I want every line, every word to be perfect. Yeah, and and that's hard. And then what I realized it, it really it, you'll never finish a song that way. I just don't think you can. I've I've tried it and <laughs> sure. and you can't. And and if you work too long on it, you lose the moment that you're that you're trying to summon. You lose the totally. moment and yeah. the feeling that you're trying to get because you're out of it now. It's now it's just. Oh, there are too many syllables in this in this particular line. Right, and I gotta yeah. lose some. So, yeah, I used to be a perfectionist, and it really it was really tough. It it really was, and and then eventually I realized I'd rather sing something that I mean rather than something that just sounds perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: and I think that's actually a lot more powerful. So, I started to get a little more lax with my with my. Uh, standards, Yes. I guess. But at the same time, I still would like to release high quality stuff. But it's just, it was just hard for me to do it when I'm focusing so much on like, this is going to be, this needs to be a masterpiece. Right. When really, what really got me out of it was I started writing songs for the podcast that I work on. So, okay. Uh, as jokes, really. Yeah. But so, we'd have a show like, like I work on a show called Days of Thunder. And I would write a lot of songs for that show. Yeah. And I wouldn't even know I was writing a song until hours before we were going to play it. Wow. And I would... I'll write a song for for that show, which if you listen to that show, every once in a while I'll pop in with a song about sure. what's going on and they're jokey. But then I find myself just listening to those a lot and going, man, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I barely spent any time on it. And I think, oh, I wonder if that works with songs that I actually take really seriously. Yeah. Because... And, 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 really I'm just listening to me in that moment rather sure. than me trying to create this, this masterpiece. And I prefer me in that moment in that more. Moment. So there, I mean, obviously there's like those books, like the, the war on art and the, uh, um, and all, I, I would read everybody's oh, process. The, the war of art. The war of art. Yeah. yeah, I, That's a great book. Yeah. So yeah. And it's just like, just get it out there. Yes. Who cares? Yeah. And so like that, that helped me. And then, uh, I'm a really big fan of a songwriter named Dan Wilson, who okay. Is a, uh, the singer from Semi Sonic, he wrote Closing Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like Adele's uh, Something Like You. And and I would watch a lot of his seminars and he would just go, just finish it.
0: Finish it, like, yeah. All,
3: like, even if it's a line that you're going to cringe about later, at least you have the song done. Yeah. And I do have songs like that where I go, ugh, I don't know about that line, but at least it's done. It's done. And I can play <laughs> sure. it. And uh, it's just, I just got tired of saying to people, I'm capable of this and I have songs and I can do it. But I don't have anything to show you, right. and I have nothing yes. to prove it. Yeah. And it's just a lot nicer to have something to show and to prove, and yeah. and to uh, and to share it with people. Yeah, and and just yeah, being too precious with with your songwriting. Just I just, totally get that. Yeah, yeah one. I think I think a way. couple of things that go along with that is trusting
0: your ear. That, like you said, you stop being so precious, but you also like trusting your gut to know like that line between amateur and professional. Like, you know, when it's not perfect, but it's professional level, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to release anything that's sub professional and just trusting it. No, I'm not going to let it go. If it sucks, I'm going to make sure it's professional, but then there's another level of perfection above that, that I don't need to shoot for.
3: Yeah. 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 I think that's at least right now, that's where I'm at just because I wasn't producing anything when I was trying to get to that ultra high level of, of perfection because what if that doesn't exist? What if yeah. it's like, uh, I spent a lot of time searching for guitar tones and trying to find the perfect yes. tone. Yeah. And I don't think that exists. I don't yeah. think, because every day it's different and my ears are different and my, my tendencies are different. When I'm mixing a song, it's all different because today I want to hear a little more bass than yeah. treble and tomorrow <laughs> might be different. So yeah. I'm constantly changing too. Yeah. And it's hard to just keep chasing something that, it's chasing the dragon. You just, yes. Who knows if yeah. you'll ever even get there.
0: Well, and this is the struggle that I have and especially as I record vocals when I am in the booth and I'm trying to get the perfect take, there's a big difference to me between a perfect take and the right take. Of be- course. And I know I'm like, yeah, I sang that pretty much perfect pitch, but the feels not there. Like, or there's something about my voice that just doesn't capture the right emotion or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, but then there are other ones you listen. You're like, man, that's raw. It might be a little flat, but you know, that's the one, you know,
3: I, 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 Always prefer that yes. that take over the other one because it just I I always want to play like I mean it and sing yes. like I mean it and yes. I'd rather have that over a pitch perfect take and as you can hear from my singing you will, <laughs> oh uh, whatever <laughs> you will totally understand that that's what I mean so we're gonna listen
0: to one more song in just a moment but before we do that i've always been intrigued about this about you specifically you know you have got so many different ventures that you're part of you talked about the, the different podcasts you're part of and i know that this music thing is something that is obviously a dream of yours, something you're pursuing but where does it fall like is this something that you would all along just be okay being something on the side or is it something that you endeavor to do full-time or how, what is that like
3: i one million percent endeavor to, to do full time I just I love songwriting yeah I mean not necessarily like oh I'm gonna go tour and, sure. and play shows everywhere cause uh that just seems unlikely I'm I'm, I'm getting old I have a full time job sure it's, it's, it's a lot but I do love performing I do love playing shows and but most importantly I love songwriting and I yeah. love crafting and I love uh and and if I could just be okay with just being a someone that can write a song a, a genuinely good song yeah then I'd be okay with that. Yeah, and I'm still trying to figure out how to incorporate that with all my other stuff. Yeah, uh, that's a, because I have a. It's a weird position I'm in. I'm, i I produce a very popular podcast, sure. and I music. My, me playing music has nothing to do with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of odd uh, to try to figure out between the two. and I love doing both. I really, yeah, truly love it. So yeah. Uh, and that's right. the thing. Like you've made a very good life for yourself doing the, mm-hmm. the
0: podcast and everything. So I understand. Like and and not like that, but you get to, in a lot of ways, I'm sure,
3: fulfill a lot of that creative void doing that as well. Yeah. yeah. But if uh, if I'm on my my deathbed and I'm looking back in my life and I want to go, what do I want? What would make me proud of what I've done? It's if I could have had a lot of music involved awesome. with my life. That that really would be the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean that's still a goal always will be yeah
0: yeah yeah. that's awesome tell me one last thing i've really been pushing people on that note as they listen to this i compare it to you know when we were younger we'd hear a song on the radio and if we really loved the band we'd go and we'd buy the album you Mm -hmm. know and i'm really pushing if you really connect with an artist uh go and like download go buy merch go to their shows Mm -hmm. you know and so if people really connected with you and your music where can they find you give me some plugs
3: Okay, uh, I guess you could just fo- well follow us on social media. Uh, the band is called Loxy L A X I, and typically I think all of our accounts are Loxy Music, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's where we'll have all of our updates. We'll obviously have merch and music and everything for sale, and once we could do shows. Uh, yeah. By the time you hear this, hopefully we're doing shows. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll play shows and would love for you guys to come out and, and listen. I mean it's. It's, uh, yeah, it's just the same thing as, as most musical acts is we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep putting stuff out there and however you want to consume it. Yeah. Um, we'd appreciate it. I know you have Chris Loxamata.com. Mm-hmm. Does Loxy have a website as well? Yeah. Uh, I believe it's Loxymusic.com. It hasn't been updated in a while, okay. but hopefully <laughs> by the time you hear this, cause we'll have music out, it'll all be, yeah, it'll be nice.
0: And in all the music, I know it's on iTunes. Is it like all the majors, uh, uh Amazon? all Yeah. Those?
3: We put it out everywhere. And, uh, just to get it out there. I mean, yeah, we talked off air a little a little bit about this of how ev- the way people consume music is just totally different. Totally now different. Yeah. We're uh, we're trying to go with the the times and release singles and then. But I do like the idea of having an album yes. with all the with all the songs. Yeah,
0: I'm very. I, there's something about the way that an album is arranged that's very intentional to me. Is from one song to the next, and it tell that in in and of itself. If a song tells a story, the album is. History, then. Yeah, <laughs> you know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah. The, yeah. The, over the course of history. So, we're going to listen to one more. We're going to, you're going to play Penny for us. Mm-hmm. And the thing that stood out to me about this one, again, going along with the same idea of some of the words, like not fully understanding what it was about, but what drew me to this one was the sheer melody is the hook. You know, you, this, this, that's what this is. The yeah. melody is the la la la, the la da da da, yeah. da that you do. At the same time, the curious side of me is like, I would love to know more about this. So, talk to me about Penny
3: a little bit. Okay, so Penny, the what happened was I was listening to a podcast with with my friend Matt, and he had a, a music a musicologist on who talked about uh, different sort of refrains in music and how they reuse them even in classical music you'd use the same melody. So interesting. And I loved I loved listening to it and then what I did was I tried to do the same thing where I came up with this riff that's like
1: did do 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 Yeah.
3: And so that's the intro of the song. But then in the chorus I sing that exact same melody but over different backing chords. Okay. So it's like
1: la da da da, da. It's
3: like very similar. Yes. Uh, similar in tone I mean slightly slightly varied but uh, but for the most part, uh, similar. So I, I just like doing that. And I thought, OK, that's kind of cool. That's what they did in classical music. And I kind of brought it to this, yeah. to where I uh, could play the same melody over different things. yeah. And and then as far as the lyrics go, I, I basically wrote them about uh, a very toxic relationship yeah. that I had where it, I always ended up going back and just saying, look, we could try this again thinking it was always me. That was the reason that never worked. Like, yeah. I got better. I'm got good. Better, yeah. uh, please, let me, like, let's do it again. So the whole song is just, it's just that feeling of like, you don't even realize you're doing it, but you're you're putting yourself in a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, and you, and you think it's because of you. And, right. And it not necessarily is everything. time. Not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. So, so I wrote, I basically wrote the lyrics about that. And then the, the la da 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 da's, uh, it was just a it was homage to uh Earth Wind and Fire September, like body and, ya and then Blink One Eight Two does it a lot with their na na na's. Oh yeah. And yeah. I kinda just like that where it seems lazy, but at the same time if it's intentional then it it, it could be a little different. sure. Sure. So sure. it's just uh and it's it's really just me like it's really supposed to be a visualization of me just walking around like la
1: da 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 da, yeah. da
3: and then seeing like I got better. Like yeah. it, like it's all well, let's move forward, but I'm I promise you that I'm I'm a better person now. Yeah, I'm, yeah different. I'm different. Let's yeah, let's try it again. Yeah, well, I mean that might not have been the best idea. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I love I I love that medium of using. I'm a sucker for a good hook, and to me, you can say something as profound as anything in a song, but if it's not memorable, then what are we doing? Yeah, you know, and that to me is great songwriting is you can say something profound, but if it doesn't stick with people, then you might as well just be blown into the wind at that point. You right? Know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I, I, obviously I enjoy a good hook Yeah, and that, yeah. that's very important to me. And yeah, if I, if I really want to say something that I mean, I want it, I want it to be remembered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, there,
0: so I'm only going to do one more line here because this line, <laughs> this is one of those lines that, it sounds profound. I have no idea what it means. Okay, <laughs> so I might not, I might not know. you. <laughs> so it goes uh, the first verse is seven days till you're gone, six more days till I miss you, obviously. But then it goes, and you tell me if this is right. My copper bells ring warm. Yeah. As I run.
3: Yeah. So what is that? <laughs> I know that was a weird line, and the what I meant was, uh, well, the song's called Penny. Okay. It should have been called Pennies.
0: Pennies. Okay.
3: Because uh, and I would think. I had the visual visualization of a bunch of pennies in my pocket. Okay. And as I'm running towards you or away from you, they would constantly be jangling. Got it. And and so I, I think I was going to go forward more with that idea, but I never really got there. And, <laughs> okay. And, but I just kept the line in. Anyway. Kept the line, yeah. yeah. At no, least
0: I know what it means. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, it's a great line. It's very poetic. It's just as I I read it several times and I was like, man, there's got to be something deeper to it, which now the story makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you listening, if you connected with Chris and with Loxie and any of this music, please go to iTunes, go to Amazon, go to the website. If you're in uh, Southern California in their area, go see them live when things open back up. This is one of those guys and one of those bands. I've seen them live. They have great live performance, but not only that, but you guys are hardworking and I love to see you guys, you know, chipping away at it and keep moving forward. So please go out and invest in them so that they can continue. They got music coming down the pipe. Yep. That you know as you invest in them that just helps to further that along and get that new music out there. We're going to listen to one one more Chris is going to play another brand new one that isn't released yet but this is another one of my favorites this song is called Penny
3: or Pennies. Oh, or yeah. Pennies, yes. <laughs>
1: days till you're gone Six more days till I miss you My copper bells ring warm when I run Hell got nothing on me Cause I don't know anything And the dog ain't new Say it like you need it Cause I can hear you whispering
0: Thank you so much for opening up your studio here and allowing me to come in and do this. Of
3: course, man. I'm glad you did it. Thanks,
0: man. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sing Along Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to click that subscribe button and then share this podcast with other music lovers and songwriters. If you'd like to submit a song or another artist, you can email me at singalongpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's singalongpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode, but until then, this is Casey from Second Echo saying, don't be afraid to write a new melody. And don't ever forget when you find one to sing along.